Welcome everybody to the Stone Down Sports Podcast. My name is Matt. Really happy to be here with you on this Tuesday night. We're going to put a bow on week 12 of your NFL fantasy football season. We're going to go over some waiver wire targets and, and we're here to help out what all of your team management needs. Just jump on in the chat and we'll get you squared away. As always, I'm joined here by Heavy Machinery, Kyle and Ramey. Ramey, as we sit here, the Colts are a playoff team. It's kind of incredible. Um, there's there's six and five. They won on Sunday against the Bucks. Um, they have one of, if not the, they might have the second or third easiest schedule at this point. I think Kansas City has the, the easiest schedule, but they have a very easy schedule coming down the stretch. Now there was news of Jonathan Taylor being out for a couple of weeks because of a thumb injury today, but they still have Zach Moss. Um, listened to the radio earlier today, and they were talking. It's, it's something that's not going to happen, but Shane Steichen should be in the coach of the year conversation just because of what he's done with the talent that he was given and just everything that has happened to that team this year. But they've surpassed all of my expectations. Um, they're fun to watch. They have scored 20 points a game in every game except for that one in Germany, that stinker. So um, I'm encouraged. I think that they're only going to continue to get better um, with Anthony Richardson coming back next year and hopefully they supplement some talent around him, but they've, they've got weapons. They've got Zach Moss. They've got Jonathan Taylor. They've got, uh, Michael Pittman who will be a free agent, but Josh Downs is looking good as a rookie. Um, it, definitely room to improve, but so far this year, it's been fantastic to watch. It's been really fun and, and really encouraging for the future. So I'm excited as a Colts fan. And I don't know that I could have said that. 12 weeks ago. I can dig it, brother. I can dig it. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say here on November 28th, 2023, next season, there is no controversy. Anthony Richardson is going to start. Oh. I don't give two shits. No. Oh, oh, damn it. Um, I don't, we didn't make the form. It, yeah. Anyways, fuck it. I don't give a <laughs> flying fuck what Uncle Rico does for the rest yeah. of the season. It's AR's job. <laughs> I completely agree with you. He is um, he's a really good backup quarterback. He played really well in the first couple of games where he came on, and he's been okay as the season has gone on, but um, he's not a guy that you're going to hit your wagon to and, and continue down the road with. If they're going to get to a point where they're in the conversation for AFC championship games, potential Super Bowls, it's going to be on the back of Anthony Richardson. Garner Minshew is a great backup quarterback, and, and Steichen and Ballard were very smart to bring him in, having the relationship already with Steichen. It's worked out very well, but I know I will completely agree with you, and I will I will argue with any Colts fan who thinks that Garner Minshew should be our starter week one next year. Yeah, I don't think that that's – no, no. Uh, Kyle's here. Uh, Captain Spock is also here with us. Says, "What up, guys? It's almost 4:20 here in Cali. Nice. Yeah, what's happening, Captain? It was Thanks 4:20 for, stopping for by. me. Yeah. 4:20 for me about 30 minutes ago. So, <laughs> um, let's just keep that uh, Bucks talk. No, sorry, Colts talk rolling here." Uh, first game we're going to cover Bucks at Colts. Indianapolis took it 27-20. Um, 
I watched the condensed version of um, this game. It was, man, Josh Downs, man. He was just so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, he had, what, 13 targets. He only caught five of them, but when he did have those five, he just looked so good. I I like him very, very much. He's an up-and-comer in this league, and I think he's going to be around for quite a long time. Yeah, and uh, of those 13 targets, there were a couple of them that Minshew kind of flew pretty high. Like, they were going to be difficult for him to catch. So that's a little misleading, only five catches on 13 targets. I'd say maybe 10 or 11 of them were actually catchable. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're absolutely right. Josh Downs is a very pleasant surprise for for me as a Colts fan, but Michael Pittman continues to crank him out too. He had 13 targets, 10 receptions for 107 yards. He's really benefited from the Shane Steichen offense. And I think he's also benefited from Taylor coming back and some of that attention going away from him because teams are going to have to focus on Taylor knowing that he's injured. Now we'll see if Michael Pittman's able to continue um, uh, with that production, but it was also uh, kind of a homecoming game for him uh, playing against the team that his dad played for. Yeah. We got Captain Spock jumping in. JT might be out with the thumb, too. It sounds like he's going to have uh, surgery and he's going to miss a few weeks. Fire up Zach Moss. Yep. When he filled in earlier in the season. He was fantastic. He was a top five running back. I don't necessarily expect that here in, in the second go around, but there's no reason why he can't be a, a rock solid RB2 for you over the next few weeks. Um, and those of you who are smart enough to hold on to him, just in case this exact situation comes up, I'll raise my hand and, and say I'll, I'm will i one of those people. <laughs> um, with JT, you just you never know over these past couple of seasons. Um, go, going back to Pittman, though, this was his seventh game with 11 or more targets. Um, five of his last six games, he's got eight or more receptions. He's only got 200-yard games, and he's only scored three uh, touchdowns this season. And, and I was – kind of looking at, at um, the stats from this game, but but also just kind of the season along through the, the course of, of researching. And really the only difference this year between Mike Evans and Michael Pittman is the touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really similar. Um, and I, the game on Sunday was a kind of a microcosm of that season. Uh, Mike Evans, how you like that word, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Mike Evans had six... <laughs> Mike Evans had six grabs for 70 yards, but he had two touchdowns. So you hope that Pittman's production continues through the rest of the season and the Colts either franchise him or sign him to a long-term deal. And it kind of averages out next year to where he's going to catch eight, nine, 10 touchdowns and have that production, have that wide receiver one type of year. Um, I He's a wide receiver one. He's not a superstar receiver in my eyes, but he's a wide receiver one on this team, and he's doing a great job. He's doing exactly what's asked of him, and he's he's producing, and you're absolutely right, Matt. The only thing that's missing are the touchdowns. Yeah, he's he's been a, a borderline wide receiver one, uh, high-end wide receiver two all, all season this year. Um, he's sixth in the NFL in team target share at 30.7%. So, you know, he's, he's getting his every game. There were a couple where he didn't and he kind of chirped and, and that got fixed, uh, with a quickness. We were talking about Mike (laughs) Evans too. 
he's going to get a thousand yards uh, again this year. He's going to have, you know, I mean, what's he end up with 14 touchdowns, something like that. We'll, we'll call it conservatively. He's done all that with only 200 yard games this season. And he doesn't have any games over six receptions. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's seventh. He's seventh in the league in receptions. Yeah. So just incredibly consistent. Yes. He's had a nice little season and yeah, it is unfortunate that he can't find the end zone more tied for 31st with three touchdowns. So, yeah, but you've got to love Pittman's consistency as a fantasy owner though. He's he's not going to give you that upside. At least to date, he's not going to give you that upside where he's going to have two touchdowns and 110 yards, but he's consistently going to get you 12, 13 points a game with those grabs. And actually more than that, gosh, probably 17, 18 points a game with catching seven, eight, nine balls in a PPR league. Um, he's really consistent and he's, he's been a, a really, a guy that's probably benefited the most from Shane Steichen coming in because the conversation around Indy prior to this year was, yeah, he's our wide receiver one, but do we need a, do we need a superstar to come? Do we need a T Higgins? Do we need somebody to come in and be the wide receiver one? And then he would be really a top end wide receiver too. I think he's shown this year that he can, he can be that wide receiver one on a playoff team. On a playoff team. Hey, I I like how you slide that in there at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, their schedule's weak as hell. (laughs) And like Kyle and I were talking about it while you were resetting your stuff. They're six and five. Um, their schedule coming down the stretch is isn't terribly difficult. They're at Tennessee this weekend, then at Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. They have the Steelers at home. They go to Atlanta, and then they end the season against the Raiders and the Texans at home. If they can go three and three, they'd be nine and nine and eight. If they could go four and two, they'd be ten wins, and that just about guarantees you a playoff spot. So I I don't want to get my hopes up because I know that they could very well just fall flat on their face and lose the last six games of the year. But the way they've been playing, they're in just about every game, and the team seems to kind of be getting better as the season's gone on. Now, Taylor Taylor's injury is going to hurt them a little bit. He had two touchdowns on Sunday. Um, but Zach Moss, even with Taylor playing, Zach Moss had eight carries for 55 yards, so he still almost averaged almost damn near seven yards a carry. Sure, sure. Got supersonic loud boy enterprise in the house. What up? How you doing, brother? Appreciate you stopping by. Talk a little football with us. Go blue. Yeah, yeah go blue. Exactly. Um, yeah. on the buck side, Mike Evans had himself a day. Hey, okay. a couple touchdowns. Looks like 25 fantasy points. Six for 70, six receptions for 70 yards. Guy's still yeah, we, doing it. We t- amazing. That's why we talked about it. Oh, I'm I must have stoned out for that part. Um, I thought we've talked about the Colts completely. That's it. That's we did simple. that. Okay. Yeah. So now it makes sense why when Matt was talking about Mike Evans, you went right back to Pittman. Yep. Ah, yep. That's now we're on this. Okay. Now we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah he, did right. once. <laughs> he had a he had a really good game. Yeah. Rashad White did well too. 15 for 100, which makes sense because the Colts don't defend the run very well and they don't tackle very well either. The big surprise, though, only two receptions on two targets. Season low for both. It was exactly the same as what he did week one. Yeah, he had uh, been getting his fantasy points production from, you know, the receiving end. And this week it was different. 100 yards. That's a nice, efficient number. 15 for 100. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, the Colts do get for him what's that? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you say Grover Stewart? Yeah. I said the Colts yeah. get Grover Stewart back here in the next couple of weeks off of oh. his suspension for so that should help with the run defense a little bit. They're not they're not great against the run, but it should help. Absolutely. Sorry to cut you off, Kyle. All right, yeah. enough about the Colts. Yep. I mean, they ain't yeah. making the playoffs. Glad you got a little bit of hope, though. Hey. It's all, yeah, we'll, it's all we'll, like go, we'll go back. We'll go backwards here. Uh, Brown 7-4, Broncos 29-12. It was a scoregami. <clears throat> Never been that Never. Uh, final score before in an NFL game. Uh, it was 27-12 right there at the end, but they got that safety at the end to make the, the 29-12. I don't know. Um, Jesus, DTR got hurt. He was looking decent. He was playing well. Uh, I mean, his stats weren't great. He wasn't sacked. Um, he had three drops, some three receivers drop balls. Um, he was looking. He made some impressive throws before he got knocked out. I'll say that. He wasn't looking terrible. Yeah. Um, the Broncos are just playing a lot better lately. And I know that Absolutely. all the injuries on Cleveland have just are starting to seem to add up. But really, I it's in it's impressive to see the Broncos kind of turn it around, but I also kind of hate it because we talk so much shit about Sean Payton and Russ Wilson to start the year. But I mean, I, you got to give them credit where credit's due. They've they figured things out. And they've really relied on the run. Um, Russ isn't throwing the ball deep really that much. Um, he's running the ball a little bit as well. Um, but he's he seems to really have started to buy in. And with those Broncos wins, you're just getting those Russ Wilson cliches after the game, and you just you gotta you gotta ride with it. Let's ride. Yep. <laughs> Dubo in the house says, what up, dudes? Glad to have you back, Dubo. It's nice to see these familiar faces come back uh, show after show, week after week. Uh, We really appreciate it. He says, man, did my Vikings stink last night. Yeah, they they did. I'm going to be, I'll be honest, I turned the game off and watched an episode of Fargo and turned the game back on with like five, six minutes left and and finished it because uh, it was just so ugly. No ho Hank let you down. I sure did. With his four, four picks. Yeah. It's ugly. Ugly. But you were saying um about Russ. He's he's his stats haven't been spectacular, but he keeps making plays at critical times. Yeah. And he did it against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah. They allowed 169 yards. They got 169 yeah. yards rushing, they did, uh, and converted three times in the red zone against the Browns. That's hats off to you. That's some work. Yeah they've really started to rely on that rushing game and it's, it's helped them kind of control the game clock and limit, limit the, the possessions, so to speak. So I, the Broncos are right there with the Colts. The Colts have the tiebreaker right now, but the Broncos are six and five now and they're in the, they're in the wild card hunt as well. Yeah. It's I, you see Russell Wilson compared to this year and last year, and he looks way more like he did in Seattle than he did at all last year. You know, you're seeing him scrambled. You're seeing him um, extending plays again where he wasn't really doing that last year at all. I'm not a huge Russ fan, but it's nice to see that they've turned it around and just aren't in the garbage, you know, in the dumpster of the NFL. So Sean Payton's a good coach, whether we rip at him or not. Yeah, I think I think at the very least, the way Russ has been able to play 
as of late shows that they're not going to have to have a discussion about what to do with his contract. I think I think they're okay leaving him as the starting quarterback for the next year or two, probably drafting a guy at some point. But you're not worried about a huge dead cap hit or having to bench Russell Wilson and play somebody else at this point because he's he's kind of turned it around. Right. Uh, Blue Yeas in the chat says, hey, boys, hey, back to you, man. I'm glad, up, Blue? Um, glad we're doing that. Let's get to, I'll get to Blue Yeas' qu- uh, question really fast. Josh, just hold on one second, man. Uh, need some help setting my lineup. Pick two wide receivers and a flex. It's got Kirk, DK, Hopkins, Cup, or Charbonnet. Oh, let me get my rankings I like, up here. Yeah, I uh, Charbonnet is going to get some volume, but the matchup against Dallas is completely horrible. So I, I really think that you can eliminate him. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have Christian Kirk and DK at 21 and 22 for week 13. And Hopkins at 19. Hopkins going against the Colts, I think, is a is a decent play just because of how bad that Colts secondary is. It is. So... And I've got Cooper Cup down at 29. It's a horrible matchup, and, and the team's not been that great. Um, I'll be a ranking slave, and, and I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. And a flex. And need, yeah. So Hopkins. So yeah, Kirk, Hopkins. DK, or Kirk, DK, and Hopkins? Yep, first three there. Excellent. I'd agree with that. Same. Josh in the house. How you doing? Welcome back, Josh. Uh, Did I miss a question from you? All right. Do you think Aaron Jones plays this week? And do you think JT is actually back in two to three weeks? I can't see why not. I guess I don't exactly know. I don't know the exact injury. It's a a thumb. I don't know if it's a sprain or a tear or what, but they did seem confident that he'd be back in two. I was surprised when they said he was going to have surgery and be back in two or three weeks. I'm sure that I don't know if it's on. I don't know which hand it's on, or if that even matters as a running back. Um, I'm sure that even when he's back, he'll they'll be able to either do a splint or or something like that. I, 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 I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be back in two to three weeks. Yeah, I, I agree there. As with Aaron Jones, no idea yet. This is going to be a, a wait and see kind of thing with him as as the week goes on, and and just make sure you're paying attention to those practice reports. You know, if he if he's practicing by Friday, at least on a on a limited basis, then I, I'm I'm assuming he's going to play. Yeah, but it's it's just too hard to say right now. Great question, Josh. If you haven't, uh, give us a like and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. I think KW three is the same thing. We're waiting uh, to hear more on him. It's hard on Tuesday. You know, if they're not playing on Thursday's game. Um, you know, we just don't know enough until practice reports come out, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So we're hoping to know more tomorrow. Yeah, and Friday is the big uh, one, too. For sure. Um, where do you have DJ Moore rest of season? I have him pretty, you know, you know, as a top 10 receiver, 8 to 10 receiver, 8, 9, 10, as long as Justin Fields is the quarterback. Yeah, that's it. He's he's entirely dependent on Justin Fields, and and I just I made a note about this for the that shitty excuse for a game that was on last night. Um, DJ Moore with Justin Fields averages six receptions for ninety nine yards, and he scored six touchdowns. 
he is somewhere in that five to eight range with the upside of being the wide receiver one in any given week. Yeah. Yep. I have him in a league. He's starting every week. He ain't going nowhere. As long as, I mean, I kept him in there. As the long as time. Fields is in there. Yeah. I, I kept him in there the whole time, even when Fields was gone and it was not so great, but you know, what do you, it was essentially do? half that production on a per right. game basis. I would say, though, if you have him, you're going to have to start him, though, which is probably how you felt, right, Kyle? Oh, absolutely. Even, yeah. even with yeah. fields out, it's like he's too good not to to not start him. Exactly. Uh, Shane's in the house. He's thinking of trading. Welcome to the show, Shane. Uh, thinking of trading Brees Hall. Targets I've considered are Pacheco, Pollard, and Etienne. What's a good running back to trade for him? Pacheco stands out to me. Yeah, um, he's he's a low end running back one, but he really owns that backfield and he's taken on more of a role um, in the passing game as well this season. Uh, and you've seen the team really leans on him and he, he gets a lot of love down at the goal line as well. Pollard has underperformed all season long. And right now, Etienne is on pace, <clears throat> excuse me, for 300 carries this year. I don't see that happening. I think you're going to start to see Dearness Johnson emerge as, as a complementary piece in that in the backfield there. Etienne and Pollard kind of remind me of each other in that they both really thrive when they can be more efficient with their touches as opposed to through just straight volume. Yeah, I agree with that. He also mentioned Zach Moss as another target. Would you go after him? I don't. If, if I guess if JT's only missing two or three weeks, the playoffs uh, start here. I mean, you could expect him to produce for you in the playoffs and then Taylor comes back just in time to to take it away so I, I don't really like that I mean if the you only way get him I'd... some other way other than Brees Hall but yeah the only way I'd like that is if you had Jonathan Taylor in, in addition to Brees Hall maybe you want to trade him just so you can kind of and you'd have to also have a pretty deep running back bench there so yeah um I would kind of shy away from Zach Moss as well in that kind of trade Great question, Shane. If you haven't liked and subscribed, please do. Guys, we're here every Tuesday and Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And we have our show on Sunday mornings called Tinker Time at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Taking all your questions. Josh is back. Would you trade DeMario Douglas for Moster in a 20-team PPR? Yes. Uh, as absolutely. Is... Yeah, I would too. You don't, you don't even have to read the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I can get Moster for Douglas, yes. Yep. Yeah, I would do that for sure. Lamar, yeah. JT, Aaron so, Jones, Tyreek, DJ Moore. It's a nice team. That's a pretty good roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice team. Yeah, it yeah. is. I mean, you, you go, you? you accept that trade, and you and you hit accept with a ski mask on because right. that is straight robbery right there. Who's your uh, you streaming a quarterback this week for for uh, Lamar? Or do you, who's your backup, Josh? While we're waiting for that, uh, Stephen Joe's in the house. What up, fellas? Thanks, Stephen. Welcome to the show. Uh, he needs to stream a QB this week. You guys like Love, Howell, or Mayfield? Ooh, I'm going with Howell. You know he's going to sling it. Miami's pass defense is improved since Jalen Ramsey come back. But in order to stay in the game, he, he's going to be throwing it all over the yard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I was going to say Mayfield maybe, but they're going against Carolina, and Carolina just fired their coach. So look for that team to to be – jacked up a little bit this week so i would also go with Howell because the against that miami defense he's like you said matt he's gonna be slinging it yeah the volume there with him uh i agree um 
you know, he's going to throw it minimum 45 times. I got to believe so. Um, I'm going to be uh, unanimous there and also say Howell. Great question, Stephen. If you haven't liked and subscribed, man, please do. Burke Sports, welcome to the show. Etienne has usage con- concerns. His usage has dropped three weeks in a row along with his efficiency. Be cautious with him. Maybe he was just talking to. Uh, yep. Matt was talking about that last week, actually. A yeah. Bit. How he'd, how he he'd recently become very touchdown dependent. So, yeah, good point, Burke. Yeah, I mean, he had, yeah, his touchdowns, you know, uh, ballooned his fantasy production and his efficiency, and you're just not seeing the touchdowns now. Great point, Burke. Appreciate that, man. And Josh, one more question here. What you got? Would you trade Jamar Hall, Keaton Mitchell, and Khalil Herbert for Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen and and the Cheetah? Oh, good. Sixteen team. That's a that's a team blowing up trade. Yeah, it is. But I mean, Jamar with Burrow out is going to have tempered expectations. Brees Hall, that offense is is a mess right now. He gets most of the volume there, but they ain't really doing shit with it. They don't score any touchdowns. Keaton Mitchell, I don't understand why they're not giving him more work. Not 20 touches a game, but I mean, give the man 12 to 15. Khalil Herbert, who knows what's going on with that backfield. I I say do it. Jefferson's scheduled to come back after the bye. You get two wide receiver ones to plug into that. I it, obviously it depends on what what your current um what your uh, record is, but if you're going to make it into the playoffs, that's something I would do cuz if you get into the playoffs, you're going to be real strong at receiver and the Vikings are going to be slinging it and trying to stay in the postseason race. So I look for Jefferson to bounce back. And if if they were going to rush him, they would have played him last night. So I think he's going to be 100% ready yeah. to go in two weeks. Agreed. I would do that as well. Go big or um, go home. No yep. risk it, no biscuit. Do it. Some A wise man <laughs> once told me, flags fly forever. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> go get your Great. ship, Josh. Right. Uh, he said all his teams are riddled with injuries. He had Burrow and Andrews in that one. Yeah, yeah we, it's rough. We, we've all we have all dealt with injuries for sure. Captain Spock uh, says, "Stephen, you're lucky. Howell is available." Hell That's yeah, he point. is. In some leagues, he's definitely uh, taken. Good point, man. I think Kip Heller. I... Thank you, sir, for liking and subscribing. I uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yeah. I think to Spock's point, I think I just kind of have a theory on how I think just because the commanders are such a shitty team and don't really get a lot of national game coverage unless they're playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. I think Sam Howell kind of flies under the radar and that might be a reason why he's available in so many leagues. Yeah, it's possible. We got Josh. PJ Walker or Zappy, depending on who starts. Not many <laughs> options in a 20 man. Yeah. No, not really. Oh, I mean, PJ oh, Walker, who at least, yeah, his uh, fill in for Lamar. I'd probably go with PJ Walker just on the off chance. He, he can get you a little bit of rushing help. Is Garner yeah. Minshew available? I mean, it's anybody (laughs) like I get it. I get a 20 team league, a 20 team league. It's going to be rough. So probably Uncle Rico. Is he available? 
Yeah. He can throw the ball right over that mountains. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Josh, literally, literally no one. No one. All Sorry, right. Good, good, good luck, Josh. Hopefully, hopefully one of those quarterbacks can at least get you 13, 14, double yep. digits at least. Because <laughs> it'll be rough. Um, all right, next game on the slate here, uh, Bills and Eagles. Man, what a great game. Um, Philly ended up taking it 37-34 in overtime with that uh, amazing uh, rushing touchdown that Hurts had. I think that puts him at uh, how many, Ramey, for the year? Rushing touchdowns? Uh, I think 11? it's this many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'll take that 20 bucks ne- next time I see you. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the Eagles, they keep finding ways to win. Um, they're a talented team. If, if that recently though, if it, if this game was only two quarters, if they only played a first half of football, uh, since week eight, they would be in trouble. They've been behind every game. They were behind Washington Cowboys, uh, the chiefs, they were behind at halftime and the bills, they were down 17, seven. Um, and they find a way to win um, every week, you know. Um, and I can appreciate how great both teams are. They put up a combined points, uh, 71 points, in a fucking downpour most of the game. I mean, Allen threw 51 fucking times. Yeah, so it was, it was a great game to watch and a great ender as well. I mean, regardless who won or who your team is, um, it was a fantastic football game. Yeah. Allen played really well, but he had that costly turnover in the second half, and that's kind of what he does. Um, He has played better since I don't think Ken Dorsey was the problem, but I was uh, watching uh, something earlier today, and they said that uh, the the new coordinator has gone in there and kind of Got, gotten him back to what he's good at. He has two reads, and if he doesn't, if either of those reads are open, take off. So. Yeah. Instead of trying to go through your progressions, three, four, three, four different receivers, they're simplifying it for him, and it seems to be paying off at least with his production, but still not in the win category where it really matters. Sure. We got Antonio in the chat. Jalen Warrens is RB5 and his tight end is Isaiah Likely. Would you trade both for McBride in a PPR? I would. Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, you might. You got some great running back depth if he's your fifth one. Um, yeah, I probably would. Just on the upside out there, Arizona's going to be slinging it the rest of the year. The team really wants to see what they have in Kyler Murray with with the new coaching staff and regime there. I think you know he's going to continue to play the whole year as long as he's healthy, and he seems to have a good rapport so far with uh, McBride. He's he's becoming quite the target whore out there in Arizona. Yeah. I'll make it unanimous. Um, I don't think Isaiah likely is really anything special, uh, especially from an athletic standpoint. He'll get maybe 60% of the volume that Mark Andrews was getting, whereas McBride, I think, just has much higher upside on a a week-to-week basis, uh, even though the Cardinals are clearly an inferior team to Baltimore. uh, I think there's just going to be more opportunity for him. So, yeah. Fire it up and do it, Antonio. Good luck, brother. So Josh Allen, 
Yeah. This was his third career game with multiple passing and rushing touchdowns. His first one since week 15 of 2020. Wow. Wow. Um, he had a, a hell of a game. James Cook was solid, if unspectacular. He did most of his damage through the air. He had uh, yeah. uh, right around a, 100 total yards with 43 of them coming through. Or I'm sorry, 57 coming through the air. Six grabs off seven targets. Um, those are all season highs in terms of receptions and targets. He was the running back 12 on the week. And, and over the last six weeks, he's the RB 11 in PPR. Stefan Diggs, he had a nice little rebound, uh, six for 74 with a touchdown. I know the past couple of weeks, he hadn't been so great. First nine weeks, he was a wide receiver three, averaging 21.7 points a game. He finished yesterday with 19.4, which is a little bit closer to the average that, that you're used to if you have him. And I know there's one pass Gabe Davis certainly uh, wishes he could do again. Turn the wrong damn way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah. Yep. With I all mean, that, you got to understand the blitz is coming and get your head around. Yep. Still had a good game, six for 105 with a touchdown. Those six receptions and 105 yards were more than he had in his first four road games combined. Jeez. He was <laughs> atrocious on the road. And, yeah. He had, he had six grabs on 12 targets, too. So even though the production was there, it could have been a lot better. Yep. Yeah. They, he, uh, Josh Allen relied heavily on Diggs and Gabe Davis. He had because uh, Davis, I think, had eleven targets. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, definitely relied yeah. on him. And uh, Kincaid looked good again. He had six targets, grabbed five of them for thirty-eight yards. That's his sixth straight game. He's had at least five receptions. Um, he's, you know, since Knox has been out, he's become more involved in the offense and get a touchdown. Unfortunately, but six targets is. A nice amount, a decent amount for a target or for a tight end that you can expect. Absolutely. On the Philly side, Jalen Hurts had a hell of a game. Didn't do a whole lot through the air, just threw for 200 yards, but he had five total touchdowns, including including two on the ground. Did have a pick, did lose a fumble. That was his first career game with multiple passing and rushing touchdowns. And I tried to find the last time uh, there was a game when both quarterbacks had multiple rushing touchdowns, but Google was no help. And, you know, <laughs> after just a quick cursory search, I'm like, well, fuck it. The information just isn't available. <laughs> right. <laughs> AJ Brown, five for 37, found the end zone, had nine targets. This was his eighth game, either going over 100 yards or, or scoring a touchdown. Um, number seven receiver the last six games. He was number 27 on the week, but he's, you know, Wide receiver five overall. You're you're happy with what you're getting from him. And Devonta Smith, he's coming on just like he did in the second half last season. Um, he averaged six and a half receptions, had 587 yards and four touchdowns the last six games of, of 2022. And I have a feeling we're going to see a, a repeat performance from him uh, this year. He's just he started off the year kind of slow, kind of quiet. And now he's really coming on as we hit that back half of the season. Yeah, yeah. Devonta was the leading receiver for the Eagles, and uh, they kind of bottled up uh, AJ Brown a bit. He only had thirty some yards receiving. He did find the end zone. Um, so yeah, you might be seeing that just like Matt said. Um, come playoff time here, um, they'll be trying yeah. to take Brown out, and Devonte might be the uh, lucky recipient of some good fantasy output coming soon. Yeah. 
Captain Spock yeah. says that's the first game in NFL history where both quarterbacks had two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in a game. Crazy that that, that hasn't happened. We saw history. Crazy, crazy that that hasn't happened before, Captain. You know what, Captain? I trust you. I'm gonna take that as a gospel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of quick things um, before we move on. If we're going to move on, hurts. I'll give it to you, Kyle. You, you won the bet. I'll give you $20. But Hertz hasn't been scoring the touchdowns like I thought he would. He's he's getting them on like QB draws and QB scrambles. I cannot believe that teams do not have a spy for Jalen Hurts at this point. He's the tush push or the brotherly shove or whatever you, the hell you want to call it is it works for them. But he scored on a lot of 10 plus yard rushes. Um, and I, again, just knowing that he has that ability, it's it's kind of shocking to me. Maybe it's because they have Devontae Smith and and AJ Brown on the outside, they just aren't able to spy. But I'm I'm still kind of perplexed why they don't have somebody spying him so that they can hold that, especially late in the game, like like uh, the Bills yeah. were when the, when they were down in the red zone. And then um, we don't give much love to kickers on this podcast, but um, uh, the 59 yard field goal in the rain and the wind. Uh, Jake Elliott yeah. making that uh, <laughs> after two false starts by Jason Kelsey was was pretty incredible. He had he had no busy no business drilling that field goal. No. No. <laughs> Not in those conditions, but kudos no. to him, man. Yep. Put up or shut up, you know. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, all right, good on that game. Sweet, good. Uh, <laughs> well, wait, wait, real quick. I well, want to know well, your guys' well. thought. Are the are the Bills out of it? I yeah. think so. I think I do too. I mean, I think Houston's so much better than them, right? Better positioned than them to get to the playoffs than Buffalo is with, with the schedules. Okay. But I agree. Thanks for going. Jaguars. (laughs) Jag speaking of the Texans, uh, Jaguars went there and beat them up. Uh, It was a good game. Close game. Jacksonville won 24, 21. Uh, Both quarterbacks played pretty well. Um, the only thing that really separated this was we were just talking about field goals. One donked yeah. off the crossbar. It was a 50 some yarder. I can't remember exactly. 58. 58. Yeah. And it was, uh, what do they got? Amandola there, right? Because fair. No, nope, they cut hurt. his ass. Oh, he's, he's now not there now. Well, wow. he was the one, he was the one that kicked that, uh, that missed, uh, one off the crossbar, but it's fair bearing uh, healthy again. I don't know. He was on IR, so I guess it could be ready to come back, or they're going to go with uh, D'Amico Ryan's his uncle to kick <laughs> instead, because somebody's got to be better than that, that Amandola kid. But Rex Ryan? Um, both quarterbacks played well. They both averaged eight yards per attempt. Uh, they both had average depth of targets, nine yards or more, which is excellent for quarterbacks. Um, and Tank Dell, dude, continues to look like this you know, elite threat. He might be the best receiver from the draft class right now. I'm calling it. He's good, dude. He's really good. Um, he finished yeah. the game five for 50 and a touchdown. He had that one uh, when I was watching the the condensed thing. He had that one downfield bomb that was negated by some penalty. I don't remember what it was, a legal shift yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, that was just sweet as well. That, of course, didn't count for shit, but it was still nice. But um, I'm really like the Texans. It's a shame they lost. Um, you know, Jags are, that was for the division lead. Jags are the, you know, they've been playing this game a little bit longer than the Texans have, um, you know, in regards to that division and they just took it from him. So bummer that he missed that field goal. 
That's it. I mean, Texans are a young team though, and, and they have to learn how to win. And, and, yeah. you know, to your point, the Jaguars have a little bit of that knowledge. Um, Tank Dell is the wide receiver six over the past six weeks. Um, yeah. and I remember it was, I don't know, four or five weeks ago, we had just a, an either or between him and Josh Downs and, and Kyle chose Downs. And obviously we didn't see, or I'm sorry, Kyle took Tank Dell because of the upside and he's just continued to, to put out, you know, 18, 19, 26 points in a PPR. Um, I know there were a few folks, myself included. All right. You've got Damian Pierce back. What's the backfield going to look like? Cause Devin Singletary did a hell of a job while he was out. Singletary, it he had six for 18, which on the ground, which ain't shit, but he went six for 54 in the air off of seven targets. He played 81% of the snaps. He had 50% of the rush attempts, 74% route participation and 21% target percent or target share. I say, regardless of if Pierce is, is playing or not, he's a low end RB2, high end flex play kind of guy. If he's going to get half the carries and, and 80% of the passing game work, that's somebody you want on the field. Yeah. Uh, with, with Tank Dell, I know that when we had that discussion, the issue with Tank Dell was kind of the consistency that he'd have this huge game and then he'd kind of disappear, but he seems to be kind of getting that consistency down and it's, it's really good consistency. And if it wasn't for his quarterback, um, he'd probably be in the, in the running for offensive rookie of the year. Um, CJ Stroud has seemed to probably going to run away with that and is on the fringe, if not, a little bit better than that in the MVP conversation. Um, he has been, I know we've talked about it before, but he has been so much better than I think anybody could have anticipated. And probably part of the reason why Frank Reich is out in, uh, in Carolina, he's, he's just been incredible. I think Kyle, you touched on, he he had another 300 yard game. He had two touchdowns. Um, he just makes the plays he had, he had, he led the Texans in rushing on Sunday with 47 yards. So, um, he does what it takes to win and he they've got a guy down there it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him. it's going to be frustrating to watch him as a Colts fan but it's going to be a lot of fun to have him in the division and watch those games um in your for the years to come I think the, I mean a couple nice receivers there too they're all going to be together here yeah. for a little while Nico Collins with him as well with Tank as well it's it's a nice little uh core there yeah I think the most surprising thing about Stroud for me is this was his seventh game without a turnover this season. <laughs> and seeing that out of a rookie is, is just unheard of. Given the number of dropbacks he's had, and, and they're going to continue to do so, he just he makes great decisions with the ball. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. surprising from an Ohio State quarterback because usually they don't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, they usually do not. But... um and the other side, you know, um, Trevor Lawrence played played well, 23 of 38, 364, um, a touchdown. He did have a pick as well. Um, yeah. That was his second highest passing yardage output of his career. I believe it. I believe it. He scored three rushing touchdowns the past two weeks and, and earlier in the season. Um, through the first seven weeks of the year, he was averaging six attempts for, for 30 yards on the ground past couple weeks. He has 10 for 34 total. So he stopped kind of running, but just the running he is doing, he's getting in the end zone. ETN, who we kind of, uh, hinted on earlier, 
20 for 56, four for 30 through the air. Um, he was the RB 20 on the week. He's the RB three on the season. He struggles to get to 10 points without scoring a touchdown. He's, he's very dependent on that. He got stuffed at the goal line at the end of the first half. Um, and it was funny because that was the same exact play that they ran against the bills in London to score the two point conversion after their first mm -hmm. touchdown where, and you know, credit to Houston, they did their homework. They saw the formation. They knew it was just going to be a, a quick pitch to the strong side of the field. And they snuffed that shit out. Calvin yeah. Ridley did all his damage in the second half, five for 89 with a touchdown. The one first half uh, target he did have was an end zone target. So that's encouraging. He's the wide receiver too. The past two weeks with Zay Jones back. And Zay Jones ain't doing shit on the field. It's just, yeah, it, it unlocks him. Yep. And Evan Ingram still hasn't gotten a touchdown this year. He had an end zone target. I saw <laughs> uh, he had eight targets this week. He's the targets ain't the problem. Just fuck getting him in the end zone. It's not working out so well. Yeah. ETN had, you mentioned this, Matt, he had 20 carries for 56 yards, but he had a 20 yard run. So you take that one run out and he had 19 carries for 36 yards. That's a terrible average. It was a terrible average with the 20 yards. Yeah. They just can't, they can't seem to be getting, get anything going on the ground. Well, you know, that Houston run defense, they're, they're real mean. <laughs> they, they are too. They are better than the last couple of years in Houston. Yeah. They are. They're improving. I mean, I think Ryan's like is a hell of a coach. When when oh, Derrick yeah, Henry yes. go there, when Derrick Henry would go there the last couple seasons, twice a year to play Houston, it was like fire him up. He's gonna have thirty points. <laughs> He's gonna run all <laughs> over him. Uh, but all right, any more Jags Texans? No, we can get on to this huge embarrassing failure of a game yesterday. <laughs> and before we talk about this to to all nine or ten of you who are hanging out with us, I just want to preface this by saying we made this decision earlier in the day. We didn't actually see that game last night and say, yeah, let's talk about that. We just, we had to pick a game. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah we're always we trying to, trying to switch it up a little bit. Uh, Captain says Zay Jones was top 10 in red zone targets last year. Ridley has ripped the floor out from underneath him. Yeah. Makes sense. I agree. It sucks. Appreciate the context, of, Captain. A lot of mouths to feed there, but yeah, I thought this game would be a little bit better with um, I thought we'd see some exciting runs and stuff with both Dobbs and Justin Fields. Um, good thing both teams are on a bye next week because the, they need to figure some shit out. Um, O'Connell, the coach of the head uh, of the Minnesota, said they'll kind of evaluate going through the bye week on who's going to be the quarterback because he did not commit to Dobbs this morning um, or last night, whenever it was. Um, the Bears, though, just became the third team in, in the last 20 years to win a game without a touchdown, with multiple turnovers, and 50-plus penalty yards. That's how ugly this fucking game was. <laughs> he, he was great in the first quarter. Fields was great. He was 12 for 12 for 100. Um, he was looking good. He did get sacked uh, three times um, as well last night. But I was just happy the Bears won. So the Vikings couldn't, so they weren't any closer to the Lions. Keep them far enough away that they, they're not going to scare me with Justin Jefferson coming back. You know, yeah. on a per-game basis, Justin Fields is averaging fewer points than Jared Goff. 
which is exactly what you did not pay for on draft day. Yeah. Like it's damn disappointing. He had those two blow up games before he got hurt and just, and and I get it. He's coming back off of injury and and that Detroit secondary and, and rush defense and really defense as a whole made him look pretty damn good. But yeah, I, I don't know. He's that, what do we maybe got there's here? still some maybe there's still some issues with this thumb because he is turning the ball over and he fumbled twice last night. What did Captain say here? Ref refs gave the Bears the game by not calling grounding when the ball was so far out of bounds to hit the wall. I thought uh, is that the one that still crossed the line of scrimmage? Just trying to remember because I I I gotta confess I turned this game off for a little while yesterday because I couldn't take it. I turned it on with six minutes left. Um, so I don't oh, exactly recall that. Yeah. But I thought you were a journalist. Right. I know. There goes our integrity. Damn it. <laughs> so yeah. so a Josh Dobbs, do you guys think this is a blip on the radar or do you think he's coming back to earth and remembering he's Josh Dobbs? I think he's coming back to earth. I think he was coming back to earth in Arizona. Um for for a little bit there um and they traded him because they knew kyler murray was coming back but i don't think it's as bad as what it was last or what he was last night but i don't think that the vikings should be having any kind of conversation about josh dobbs being their starting quarterback going forward i think he's a really good he's he's probably a little bit better than like a garner Minshew type um but i think he's a really good backup quarterback he's this year's geno smith Guy who comes from out of nowhere, has a good season. And now yeah. look at Gino. Yeah. And it could just be a blip. Um, it could come back. We'll see. I, Justin Jefferson coming back um, in a couple weeks has, has got to help. Oh, for sure. Help. Hawkinson hooked you up five for 50 with a touch. He's a tight end, too, on the season. He's only got one game below nine points this year. Which is fantastic. I mean, you're used to that kind of productivity from Travis Kelsey, but not really anyone else. Yeah, that is excellent. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah, he got six targets. Jordan Anderson had 10 and only caught six of them last time. It was just, it was a real ugly game of what I watched. (laughs) Madison was actually surprisingly efficient last night. 5.2 a carry against the Bears defense, who's been pretty damn stout against the run this year. Um, had two grabs for 11. He's had kind of an interesting season, I guess, because it seems like he can, he can do a lot, but he just can't put it together. Oh, we got captain Spock shitting on the bears. I'm down. Justin Fields has 35 fumbles and <laughs> in, in 35 career games. I approve of that message. Captain Spock is on Ohio state. So if you're the bears, you're probably uh, have the number. You're probably going to have the number one pick and another top 10 pick. Do you you write? That's probably a better question for for, um, uh, your buddy, uh, Justin, uh, from Illinois. Oh, about what to do with Fields? Yeah. I think they're going to get rid of him. I think there's a decent chance they shit can Eberflus too. Um, I don't know. I've just not seen the improvement with Fields. Yeah. And I know he got hurt, but it's just not getting better. And I kind of wonder if it's the not so much that maybe you ride it out with Justin Fields for another year or two and you hope he gets better, but 
do you take the risk of passing on a Drake May or a Caleb Williams? And and that's in your byline for the Bears for the next 15 years. Well, they could have had Caleb Williams, Super Bowl MVP quarterback. Not that that's what he's going to be, but is is the risk of not taking a quarterback there at number one too great to pass up on it? Well, and that, and I'm sure they still got the the taste of who was that dickhead that they drafted went to North Carolina. They traded up from three to two to get him. Oh, Trubisky. Yeah. Trubisky. Yeah. Three to two. They gave away the farm to go up two spots. Yeah. They traded with San Francisco. Yeah. Dumbasses. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything else we need to talk about with this? 35 fumbles and 35 career games is correct. I I looked it up just to make sure. Good job, captain. No, I don't need to talk about what we've learned is. Matt trusts Captain Spock. Kyle right. does not. And Kyle's wow. out here fact-checking our audience. I didn't, say didn't tr- yeah. I didn't say I didn't trust. I just wanted to look up and say, God, that is amazing. He's got a lot of games with multiple fumbles. Looking through his career games. I'm like, that's sick. He's averaging one a game. Could just looked at the yeah. screen a couple minutes ago. Right. All right. Waiver wire targets for week 13. Anybody got any good ones? I'll go. And I was actually surprised that he's available in this many leagues, but Zach Moss, um, 51% of Yahoo leagues, um, according to Yahoo. So Yahoo. I guess Kyle, if you want to fact check that, you can go ahead. I'll check it. I will. Okay. Thank you. I'm on yeah. I'm on I mean, I, I'm not in any leagues where he's available, but if he's available, I would certainly be putting in a claim for him and I would be starting him next week for the next two or three weeks. So, um, I, I actually wasn't going to bring it up until I looked at the the internet a little bit ago and saw that he was available in 51% of leagues. So I think he was worth having a mention. Excellent. Kyle? Excellent. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm going to stick with the Colts a little there. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Somebody might need. It's week 13. There's, what, six buys this week. You might need somebody. Um, even for the playoffs, uh, the Colts have the best schedule for quarterbacks over the rest of the season and fourth during the fantasy playoffs, according to PFF strength, of tool strength of schedule tool, um, their next di- what, strength three? of tool is different than strength, strength of tool, tool is different. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, that's something else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, three of the Colts' next four opponents are against teams that allow an above average number of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, this includes the Falcons who have gave up the fifth most. Um, I mean, he's available in, in a ton of leagues as well. Something to think about. Um, got a couple of my other ones. Oh, do we? What do we yeah. got here? Whatever Fab you have, whatever Fab you have left. Moss. Yep. Yep. I agree. There isn't going to yep. be anyone else coming along with that kind of opportunity. Most likely. Yeah. Yep. I, I love Fab leagues, Fab leagues so much better um than regular waivers george play have bengals kicker but i want to drop him should i pick detroit kicker or saints kicker i'm going with riley patterson detroit only has one game outdoors the rest of the year it's december 10th against the bears it's an offense that moves the ball and, and scores points and that's what you want i'm with you yeah don't look for him to you know kick any 55 yarders or anything but He's decent. He's still young. He was with them last. Wasn't I think he was with them last year too? And he left and went 
somewhere, Jacksonville or Carolina, and we actually traded a pick to get him back this offseason. Nice. Weird. Um, he uh, George is ten and two. Congrats, George. Tua. Yeah, excellent record. Tua, CMC, Pollard, Cup, Waddle, and Juco. I said that wrong. Yes, and did. Juco and Ju. I still can't say it. And Joku. And Joku. And in his flex is Olave, Benchfield, Charbonnet, Dowdle, Keaton, JSN, Deontay, and Warren. It's a pretty good team. Nice. Is Olave going to be out for a little bit? He had a concussion on Sunday, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. Um, so you just might want to keep an eye on that. For sure. But you got you got some options to to plug in there if you can't. Oh, he's got sure. a George has got a follow up question. Hold on, I'm mixing up all my there you go. Should I drop Chabernet for Elijah Mitchell as a handcuff? Or pick or pick Watson. Oof. I mean, I understand. Is there another Watson? It's not Deshaun. No. Okay. (laughs) Um, You know, I understand wanting to handcuff CMC, especially if you don't have KW3. It doesn't look like you actually need to start Charbonnet right now. Um and his matchups this this time while KW3 is out are, are just absolutely brutal. He's somebody you're starting if you absolutely have to, but you're not going out of your way to do it. Christian Watson, it he had a good game last week against Detroit. I don't know how much stock I would put into that because Detroit's secondary is making a, a lot of folks look good. <laughs> yeah. Um and I got and I got the Chiefs this week, so. Not somebody yeah. you want to play this week. Not somebody you probably want to want to play this week. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I'd hold on to Charbonnet just in case you need to start him. I mean, I realize we're getting close to the playoffs here, and and you're ten and two, but at the same time, keep working, keep hustling. You know, secure the buy. Yep. Okay. Uh, Rust Maniac, welcome to the show, sir. Should I trade for Cup? No, I don't think so. Also, should I trade Barkley and Kirk for Kyron and Thielen, or instead of Barkley, a chain? Uh, no, Barkley's not having a bad year. He's not, and uh, I mean, he's somebody who gets a, a shit ton of volume both on the ground and through the air. I understand Adam Thielen's had a good year, but I'm not really looking to actively invest in a 33-year-old receiver with a rookie quarterback on a team that's headed nowhere fast. Um, Christian Kirk, while his production isn't the same with Zay Jones back, and and we just touched on that a little bit earlier, uh, just the impact he's had there on the offense. I'll take the younger, better receiver. Um, Kyron has looked great. I, I don't think you can look at what he did last week and expect that every week he is going to get volume um but still i'm you know barkley and kyron to me are are kind of a wash i would rather have kirk than thielen so i'd I'd stand pat there Uh, i mean thielen's a dead body you'd rather have anybody other than him yeah 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 i agree i think I'd, i'd stand pat yeah, appreciate you stopping by, Rust. If you haven't already, give us a like and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. and every Sunday morning at 11.30. Yeah, 
Yep. Matt, I don't think you got what a if, chance to. What if he What if he trades Singletary for Cup? Kind of risky play, but maybe Cup bounces back. I just I don't think I'm just not. I'm just not seeing it there this year, even with because Stafford played very well uh, this weekend, um, but what Cup only got a couple balls. It was it was it was weird. Singletary and and that Houston's Texans offense is you're seeing right now what you're getting with Singletary, and it's it's better than what Cup's been producing lately. Yeah, Cup only had three catches for 18 yards on five targets. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah, it I, I'd, it, if you had asked me this before the season, I, I would think I was absolutely crazy for saying I'd rather have Singletary than Cup. But we've got to put all of that aside and focus on where we are now. And right now, I would rather have Devin Singletary than Cooper Cup. <laughs> His cup has runneth over. Supersonic <laughs> yeah. says. Yeah. yeah. Go blue, man. Go blue. Matt, you got some waivers? You know, it's a damn shame. I got to say this. Jaden Reed, he's the wide receiver 13 in PPR the last six weeks. He has five of six games over 11 points, 48% owned. What the hell are you doing? Like there's 52% of the fantasy football playing public that has their head up their ass and doesn't realize that there's a damn great piece sitting out there on the waiver wire for free. Pick him up. Yep. Yep. He's the highest graded receiver on PFF for the Packers. Uh, He leads the team in receiving yards. He has the highest target rate at 19.6 on that team. Yeah. He should be rostered. Get him. But you guys said, yeah, I feel passionately about that one. And just let me like cap that off with FTP. So, and, and the Packers have the fifth best schedule for wide receivers over the rest of the season and fifth best for the playoffs. It's a smart play, smart pickup. I like it, man. Um, I have one for, it's not going to be for this week, but Keaton Mitchell still only what 34% on ESPN, 60 some percent on Yahoo. Um, he's taken more of the early down snaps. Uh, he was the first ball carrier of the game the other day. I was, I was shocked. Uh, he's somebody just for depth. He's not there on a buy this week. Obviously I think he's a top waiver, uh, option because of the few running backs that are available in leagues. Um, maybe you can grab him this week if you got an extra spot for him. Uh, let's see. Ross maniacs back start Tua or Lawrence and a Chan or Singletary. I'm going to start Carolina, right? Yeah. What's that? No, the Dolphins get Washington. Yep. That's what I meant to say. Damn it. I agree. Tua. Tua there. And with A-Chan, he was hurt, come back and and kind of tweaked it again. I want to see him healthy for a full game before I run him out there. Uh, I think Singletary is going to give you a pretty safe floor. So I'm going to go with Tua and Singletary. Yep. Um. Is A-Chan good to go now? I thought he was hurt. He's still questionable. Is it? Yeah. I haven't I don't know what the injury report says, but it won't be out until later this it's, week. So yeah, sometime tomorrow we'll hear something. Yeah. Uh Captain Spock says uh George Keaton led the Ravens in snap percentage, rush attempts, routes, and targets last week. Great to have on your bench rest of the season. I agree. Like I said, nobody a lot of people just aren't looking for that because he's on a buy. So people are just kind of skipping it over, but definitely some nice depth piece uh, on your bench could help you out in the playoffs. 
Yeah. Russ uh, says questionable. And, and here's the thing, Russ. The great thing is we don't need to make this decision today. We're going to be right back here Sunday morning at 1130 with a, a very clear picture of what's going to happen. Pop back in and, and we'll sort through things then. What, what does, does one, one do with, do with T. Higgins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Not a, every Bengals, any fantasy player in the Bengals, their 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 value has dropped significantly with Jake Browning behind. So, seven. would you rather have T. Higgins or Jaden Reed? Reed. Yeah, Reed. I I agree. Um, T. Higgins already was having kind of a shitty season, and now you've got this massive downgrade at quarterback. You don't want to drop him just in case shit happens. He is a high-level talent, but at the same time, you're either past your trade deadline or nobody's giving you shit for him. So what do you do with T. Higgins? You sit him on your bench. That's really all you can do at this point because he's he's too good of an asset to just outright drop. Yep. Somebody dropped him in a in a league we're in this past week. And I was like, ah, I would have kept him, but I didn't look at their whole roster, but I get it. It sucks. And he's what a free agent this, this year. And he's having yeah. a bad year yeah. and he probably but, definitely really wanted to show um, and have a great year this year statistically. So he can get a good contract because he's not going to get it in Cincinnati. They don't have any money. I would imagine they'll tag him. He's possible good. depending on what the yeah. number is. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You guys have any more waiver guys? I'll go. No. I got. I know we're up against it, so I'll go quick with two. Uh, Fryermuth from no. Steelers. He had a hell of a game, yeah. uh, and he's available just over half of leagues. And then, if you need a quarterback, there's six teams on bye this week. Matt Stafford's not a bad option. I know they're playing Cleveland, but Miles Garrett is uh, still kind of up in the air with that shoulder injury, and and he's he's worth starting if you're absolutely scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I got one more. They are. I got one more. Dearness Johnson running back for the Jags. Um, last week had a 43% snap share, 40% route participation. Travis Etienne is on pace for 356 touches this year, which I just cannot see the team doing. Uh, I think you're going to see his role expand a little bit. And if anything happens to Etienne and he misses a game, I don't think the team would have any problem giving Dearness Johnson 15 plus touches. Tank Bigsby just hasn't been what we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. And Dearness Johnson has shown in the past couple of weeks that he's ready to step up and take that role. Nice. And I'll throw one more on there. Kenneth Gainwell. He's available in a ton of leagues too. He's only rostered like 20% on ESPN. Nice handcuff to have. Something should happen to Swift. The Eagles have the top schedule for ramp for running backs um, during fantasy playoffs. They got the Seahawks, Giants, and Cardinals. So Something. If you got room on your bench, maybe grab them. Uh, do we want to go over standings real quick? I know we're kind of going over. Yeah, because Stinky Nuts lost to a zombie team, so we need to yeah. publicly shame him. Uh, all right. Uh, podcast league standings this week. Um, I took on, damn it. I took on um, Car Ramrod or Ramrod, Ramy there. Yep. I beat you. What's up? Yeah, man? you sure did. Congratulations. You and the rest yeah. of the league. You. Yeah. on the back. <laughs> yeah, it's um, very interesting that you and Fanatics are worst two teams and somewhere over Dwayne Bow, who created a team and drafted, but has not made one roster move since the beginning of the season. It's now above you in the standings. Can can you fucking explain that? 
well, I've scored 200 more points than him, so I'm going to hang my hat on that. <laughs> I just want to point uh, out that Ray's Piss Jugs is now the hottest team in the league with back-to-back <laughs> wins. Uh-huh. There's, there's, there's the top three teams have won two in a row as well, Matt. Yeah, I don't give okay. a shit. We're talking about oh, God. me. Ramey, you've lost five in a row. Yep. Uh, why yep. didn't you not start? Why did you not start Nico Collins is the questions I want to ask. Because I'm dumb. Shocked. Yep. I saw that today and I was like, why the fuck didn't he start Nico Collins? Because I'm dumb. You're not dumb. That's all right, man. No, um, no. All right. Now we'll go over our Sunday DFS matchup that we do every week. The three of us. Matt won again. What's that? Three weeks in a row? That is three in a row. That's called a winning streak. That's, that's what I was going to say. It's called a winning streak. Nice job, Matt. You're coming back. Four, here's four and eight. Ramey, after his hot start, winning five in a row, is back to 506 and six. And you can see I totally fucking suck at two and 10. Yep. I'm going to uh, fast until you come down here next and then just bankrupt you at Alem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Joey Chestnut on your ass. Right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, Ramey had a nice week on our aces, deuce, and locks. If you guys uh, follow our picks from um, last week, you know, we picked two aces. We picked two, deuce, two, two deuces and um, and then a betting lock of the week, usually on the line and stuff like that. But, yeah, Ramey, nice job. Four and one. Yeah. It's 25 Thanks. and 35. Me and Matt are fine for the top. We'll see. How, as long as I come over 500 in this, it, I'll, I'll consider it a win. Yeah, that's it. So. Just be right more than you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and yeah, in case you want to see that match up there, there it is, Ramey 128 yeah, to 104. Yeah. It's pretty ugly. You, your problem is cool. you only had Lawrence do something and your defense scored double digits, but everyone else scored single digits, which you just, yep. just don't fucking see that much. Nope, you don't. It's great. So let's move on. Unfortunately, universe conspired against you. Yeah. And then, yeah, our buddy from school, uh, Idaho, Mo- Idaho Moose Knuckles, his uh, nickname is Stinky Nuts, um, lost to the guy that um, hasn't made a roster move all, all season. He also lost to them him in week one as well. So, bummer loss for him. Too bad, Adam, if you're listening to this, try harder next time. Yeah, or just, you know, try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swing your purse at it, something. <laughs> i love it anybody got anything else yeah those of you here joining us live last chance for questions yeah we got one let's see schultz is almost a drop at this point dalton schultz i mean I i think he's pretty strong he's boomer bust it's kind of, but it's and his boom is like twelve points. I've got him on a team, and yeah. I will likely continue to have him because there ain't shit else available that's better. Um, but yeah, that was a team where I I really waited on tight end, and and I waited longer than I ended up wanting to, and that was the result. Yeah, uh, not a thirty six dollar Amari Cooper situation, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, that was that was not much waiting. It was I was just fucked. I was just fucked. Those are the days. Yep. All right, fellas, All right. somebody take us out. Man, I, it's uh, a lot of people in here today. I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm glad all these people stayed into view. Thank you, everyone out there that's still yeah. watching. We we do appreciate you very much. You have no idea. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask one of us to take us out, and then I thought you were going to take us out. 
Oh, awesome. I can. I got. I can. Yeah, no, no, I'll do uh, it. I'll do it. I'll do oh, it. Okay. I'll do it. Thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you again on Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern and then on Sunday morning at 11.30 a.m. for Tinker Time. Appreciate all the feedback and input and, and comments, and we will talk to you again on Thursday. See you, folks. Have a good night, folks. <laughs>